All right, you guys, that's why we're here. That's why we're here. I have known Audrey most of all of her life, watched her grow up. And a few months ago, I said, girl, we got to go have some coffee because I got to know what happened to you. You're different. And you could see it. Any of you who know Audrey, you could see the difference. And you guys, that's what God does. We are here because he gives us life. And if you're watching online or if you're here today and you could use some of what Audrey is saying she's experiencing, some peace, some joy, some purpose, all of that, that's why we're here. And so I just, before we jump in, I just want to pray because I just want to remind us that he is here. And I'm going to give you his word. And he says, my word is alive and active. It's going to go right. You guys, I'm going to be speaking. And yet somehow in the spiritual realm, God's going to speak to you. That's what his word does. It's going to hit you. And you and I have a chance. If we will receive it into our being, then we can have life. Jesus said we live on every word that comes from his mouth. All right? So let's not just go to church tonight. Does that sound good? Let's actually engage with the living God who loves us. So Lord, thank you for being here. Thank you for being here. Thank you for the truth that you watch over us. You care for our lives. Lord, you know everyone who's sitting here. You know everyone who's watching this message online. You love them. And I'm asking in Jesus' name that you would just be gracious again one more time to us today. Give us ears to hear. Help us to understand and to grasp. Jesus, as you told us, if you'd hold my teaching, if we could grasp what you're gonna teach us today, then we too could be free. So Lord, I just pray, have your way with us. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, we're starting a new series uh, today called Good News. Good News. So I was just curious, did anybody in here receive any good news this week? Anybody in here receive good news? Yeah? What, what, what was your good news? You accepted an offer on your house. Fantastic, awesome. All right. Janie, did you raise your hand? What was your good news? Sweet, awesome, excellent. Anybody else, anybody else uh, have good news? Get some good news? Yeah, Karen. Wow, awesome, awesome, so cool. I got you guys, here's the deal. We all love good news. We love good news. Like every one of these things that you just heard is something that was, it, it meant it was good. It was, it was right. It either corrected something. It brought life. It made things the way that it should be. Um, I had some bad news this morning. Anybody receive bad news this week? Oh, just you and me. Uh, my bad news was I was getting ready to, to uh, I'd spent some time in the morning and then all of a sudden I realized my computer, uh, I had only 10% left and so I stuck it in to charge it and my charging cord didn't work. And uh, Susie was gone and Caleb was gone to work and I had no car and I couldn't get a charging cord and I had to put all my notes together for this message. You guys, I, 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 seriously, it was weird. It's like, wait, this thing isn't working. <laughs> and when things aren't working, it messes everything up. I had to use paper and pen. <laughs> I mean, come on, does it get any worse than that? I got cramps in my fingers. 
No, but you guys, when we experience good news, um, I hadn't been to the doctor in a while. And uh, everybody who's my age was like, what in the world, dude? You've got to go to the doctor on a regular basis. So I finally sucked it up and went to the doctor this year. And um, yeah, and the news wasn't good. So then you get some bad news, right? And now your blood work comes back and some of the stuff, the different levels with different things were high, higher than they should be. Uh, to the point where um, I had to get a biopsy. When your mom dies from cancer, you don't like the word biopsy. It's not fun. She was three years younger than I am right now when my mom passed away. Susie's dad passed away two years from my age right now. Um, bad news isn't fun. But it's a dashboard, right? Like you get this blood work back and all of a sudden it's like your dashboard on your car. It's like something's wrong underneath there. Something's wrong inside here. And I remember, here was the worst part. So I went and I, I got the biopsy and I had to wait a month to see my doctor for him to tell me. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Well, Susie and I took a trip uh, up to Alaska in, in the most beautiful drive. It was a beautiful drive. And in the midst of this drive, all of a sudden the phone rings and it's my doctor. And I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> right in the middle of our trip. And I pull up the phone and the first words out of his mouth, he goes, there's no cancer. You're completely clean. Now, dude, that's good news. <laughs> I mean, like, okay, baby, we are celebrating. Okay, here's the coolest thing, you guys. God, who knows everything, who knows everything, came in the flesh in Jesus Christ. And when he started his public life, the first thing he did was get baptized. And then the Spirit sent him out into the desert to be alone, to be tempted. And as soon as he came back, God in the flesh, the first thing he did is he started going around proclaiming good news. God, who knows you, who created this world, the first thing he did, he goes, I'm proclaiming, I've got good news for you. And that's what we want to look at today. So for the next five weeks, we're going to be looking at good news. Now, if you've been in church for a while, you, you know many times when you read the Bible, it calls it the gospel, right? And so the, the word gospel is in there. And gospel just simply means good news. So I just always feel like in our culture today, instead of going around saying, hey, let me share the gospel with you. People are like, what? We should just be saying, let me share some good news with you. Now, I remember years ago, that here's Jesus proclaiming the gospel. And I'm like, well, wait a second. How can he proclaim the gospel? Because the gospel is he died on the cross to forgive me for my sins and he rose from the dead, right? Isn't that the gospel? Yeah, that, that's the gospel. But Jesus was proclaiming good news before he ever died on the cross and rose again. So here's what, that's what we're gonna look at today is I'm going to look at the good news that Jesus proclaimed. And here it is in Mark chapter one, verses 14 and 15. After John was put in prison, Jesus went into Galilee proclaiming the good news of God. The time has come, he said. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe 
the good news. The good news that Jesus said, he goes, I've got good news about God. And here it is, the kingdom of God has come near. Now, here's what we're gonna learn today. The kingdom of God has come near because Jesus had come near and he's the king. That's the good news, is Jesus is who he is and he's here. So what I'm gonna look at today is why is the kingdom of God good news? And then we're gonna see that there's good news for the future and there's good news for today. And then we're gonna see how can we experience that good news, all right? So here's the first thing. Why is the kingdom of God good news? Because I I was telling the team beforehand, it's like, I don't know about you, but if I told you right now and I said, hey, you guys, gas prices are going down. Yes, right? Woohoo! And you, if you went around the world and told people, say, hey man, gas prices are going down. Everybody do that. They'd get excited. But if you went out in the world and said, hey guys, the kingdom of God is near. Yeah, see? There you go. Crickets. Jesus Christ, God in the flesh came down. He goes, I've got the best news in all the world. And everybody's like, I don't know, is gas is cheaper? Are you kidding me? So apparently, we don't understand what he was saying. If God had good news for the people he created, and it was that the kingdom of God is near, we got to understand what this is. And I think all of us do, followers of Jesus, so we can share the good news with the rest of the world. All right? So here's the first thing that's really important. We have to understand what is the kingdom of God? What is the kingdom of God? I remember in seminary, George Eldon Ladd was a book uh, that I read. He's, he's a scholar that's known mostly for his study of the kingdom of God. So helpful for me to understand. All right? First, what is the kingdom of God? I, the first thing we need to understand is it's not a place, okay? And for us, usually when you think of a kingdom, you think of a place. But it's not a place. It's a person, And so really, as George Eldon Ladd and others that I've studied have tried to help us understand what this means, the word kingdom actually means authority or sovereignty of a king. It means his ability to reign or to rule. It means the king comes in, he goes, this is the way. And we've all experienced this when someone comes into, what do we say? When someone comes into power, When you have a new administration, there's a new power. Now, forgive me, those of you who know me well, but it is, you know, spring, uh, um, we are in in a training camp for the NFL. So this is very important time of the year. And the Detroit Lions, who I love and am suffer with, they were on the verge of being a playoff team. They hired a new coach who had a new way who had his authority, and immediately the team tanked for three years. And then last year, I mean, guys were like, nobody wanted to play for the Lions. People wanted to get out. They were, it was a horrible culture. And then last year, they brought in a new head coach who has what? He has authority. (laughs) And now he gets to bring in his way. And he has so completely changed the culture. They were still three and 13 and one last year. So not completely. But he has so changed the culture. It's a new way that guys this year, guys actually turned down 
better contracts for more money and longer years to stay and play for the Lions. Other guys turned down other contracts so that they could come to Detroit. You know why? Because it's a different reign. It's a different ruler. So when Jesus came down, he says, I've got good news. The kingdom, the reign, the authority of God is near. And I'm telling you, it's going to be new and it's going to be good. It's going to be different. And again, the kingdom of God, the reign of God was near because Jesus is the king and he was in their midst. So that's what the kingdom is. And I just want to encourage you from now on, when you're reading the scripture and you see the kingdom of God, because then Jesus taught a ton about what that kingdom is. He was, what he's talking about is this is the way of God. If he's, in, if he's an authority and if he's the one who's in charge, this is what it looks like. That's the kingdom of God. Now, then why is God's kingdom, his reign, his rule, his way, why is that the good news that Jesus wanted to tell us? Let me give you a few quick verses. You guys, you've been praying this since you were a kid. Look at this, Matthew 6, 9 through 10. This then is how you, uh, how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Why is the kingdom good news? You guys, is heaven good news? See, that, that was easy, right? Why is it good news? Because when you get to heaven, everything's gonna be right. Everything's gonna be good. It's where God is the king. And so all of us can't wait to get to heaven. And so the kingdom is good. Why? Because it's where God's will is done. And then look what it says. Now, the way of heaven, Jesus was saying, can come to earth. Yes, thank you. See, that's what we should be celebrating. We're all waiting to get to heaven and it is gonna be beautiful there. I'm gonna get to that in a second. But Jesus was saying, heaven now can come to earth. That is good news. You don't know a person who doesn't wanna get to heaven and we need to let them know that heaven has already come to earth. That's Jesus and he's here and he's the king, and he brought his way, and if we live in it, it's good. So why is it good news? Romans 14, 17 says this, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking. In other words, and that was just, it's not about religious rituals and things that you should do ritually. He says, it is a matter of righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. When God is reigning in your life, he goes, it will result in righteousness and peace and joy. Did you hear Audrey's testimony? Did you hear it? What was she saying the whole last half of it? I'm just full of joy. That's what I saw. I'm like, you look different. Your eyes are at rest. There's life in them. I can see life in your eyes. Have you seen that happen to people before? You guys, that's the kingdom of God. When we get under God's reign and his rule and his way, he goes, I bring you peace and I bring you joy. Come on, who doesn't want peace and joy? Every human being is trying to find it. And Jesus says, it comes when my kingdom comes under my reign. But the other thing that's so important, you guys, he says, it's the matter of righteousness. 
It's a matter of righteousness. Well, what does that mean? Righteousness simply means that things are finally as they ought to be. That's what my body was right. That was good news. Like, thank God. That's good news. And what God is saying is there's so much, is there not so much wrong in the world today? There's stuff wrong in your own heart. If there's not peace and joy, then Jesus is saying, then there's something wrong in your heart. Because when I come and I reign and you walk in my ways, there's peace and there's joy and I make things right. How many relationships are you in or know around you that are wrong, (laughs) that are messed up? Well, when the kingdom of God is followed, when God's ways are followed, then things end up being right. They end up being the way they ought to be. And everybody's trying to figure out how to make things right. And Jesus said, I'm coming to bring you good news. Here's the good news. If you live in my kingdom, he goes, it's a matter of righteousness. Things will become right. You will have peace and you will have joy. So that's what the kingdom is. And that's why it's good news. Now, let's move to the next thing. As you read the scripture, you will see that sometimes the kingdom of God is mentioned and it's totally something that's in the future. And then sometimes you read in the kingdom of God and it's actually in the present. And so if you read the scholars, people are always trying to figure out that, which one is it? And I love George Eldon Ladd because he kind of quoted this this, uh, phrase where the kingdom of God is already and not yet. It's already, not yet. Let's talk about the good news of the kingdom for the future. There's a good news for the future. All through scripture, it talks about this present age and the age to come. There is a present age and there's an age to come. And there is a God of this age. There's a spiritual enemy and Jesus told us about him. And all he does is try to steal, kill, and destroy our lives. You guys, this world in this age is sinful, it's painful, it's broken, and it's the reality. We live in this age. But there's an age to come. And that age to come is when Jesus Christ, who is resurrected and ascended into heaven, When this age is done, he's going to come back. All right, there's some good news. (laughs) And here's a cool thing. He said, Jesus said, when I come back, then I will come and I will take you to be with me. We will literally be resurrected physically and resurrected and ascended into eternal life with him forever. Okay, now listen to this, 2 Peter 1, 10 and 11. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, make every effort to confirm your calling and election. For if you do these things, you will never stumble and you will receive a rich welcome into the what? Into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. There is a kingdom. There is a reign. 
There is a rule. You guys, that's what heaven is, right? Our Father who art in heaven, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Someday, when it's all said and done, we who have put our faith in Jesus will receive a rich welcome (laughs) into the eternal kingdom, reign, rule of Jesus Christ. And it is going to be perfect. There will be no more sin. There will be no more sorrow. And that is a great hope. And that's what the good news for our future. It is secure for us in Jesus. And then later in that book, 2 Peter in chapter 3, he says this. The day of the Lord will come like a thief. The heavens will disappear with a roar. The elements will be destroyed by fire and the earth and everything done in it will be laid bare. Since everything will be destroyed in this way, what kind of people ought you to be? You ought to live holy and godly lives. Do you know what holy means, you guys? It means to be set apart to God. You know what that means? That means Jesus is your king. He's your king. If you are waiting for the glorious kingdom, the eternal kingdom of Jesus Christ, that kingdom starts now. So how should we live? Because we're waiting for this beautiful future, he goes, you should be living with Jesus as your king now. Holy and what? Godly lives. What's godly? It's his way. (laughs) That means I'm living in the way of God. I'm following him. I'm doing what is right. And that's how we should live. And then he says, as you what? Look forward. (laughs) The kingdom of God, you guys, gives us great news for the future. So we look forward to the day of God and speed its coming. That day will bring about the destruction of heavens by fire and the elements will melt in the heat. But in keeping with his promise, we are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth where righteousness dwells. What's righteousness? The kingdom of God is a matter of righteousness. It's going to be the way it was meant to be. Isn't that cool? Someday there will be a new heaven and a new earth and they will not be separated by sin. They will be in perfect union and we will experience the kingdom of God in its absolute fullness. The Bible says we'll finally see him face to face and then we're gonna know the beauty of life. You guys, there is great news. Jesus came to tell every one of us here, I've got good news. The kingdom of God is near. And that kingdom is a future reality because of what he's done for us. But here's the other part that I didn't know early in my ministry, but man, I tell you, this is what what changed my life. Is that it's good news for today. It is not just a ticket to heaven. It is good news for today. Mark 1.15, the time has come, Jesus said, The kingdom of God has come near. The kingdom of God in its fullness in heaven has come near. You guys, the future realm of God's reign has broken into the present. The good news is heaven has come to earth. And you do not have to wait 
to taste the goodness of God. You don't have to wait to get his peace. You don't have to wait to have his joy. You don't have to wait to find his strength. Everything that Jesus is, he's broken into this world. The king is near. And he's a king of righteousness and peace and joy. Colossians 1.13 says this, for God has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and he's brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Now these verbs are important, right? For he what? Has rescued us. It doesn't say he will rescue us. (laughs) He has rescued us. That's something that's already happened. He will rescue us. God has brought us into the kingdom of the son that he loves. So as soon as you put your faith in Christ, God says there is a dominion, there is a rule, there is a reign of darkness. He goes, and it's this darkness, you guys, that destroys us. We can't see the light of the glory of God in Christ. We can't. In fact, 1 Corinthians 4, 4 says that the God of this age has blinded the minds of those who don't believe so they can't see. But God is saying, listen, you do not have to live under a power of darkness. You do not have to live in the ways of this world. You do not have to live in despair. You do not have to live in fear. Everything doesn't have to be destroyed. He goes, God has rescued us. This is the good news. And he's brought us out of the dominion of darkness. And where did he put us? He goes, and he puts us into the kingdom of the son he loves. And in that kingdom, it's the kingdom of light. It's the kingdom of goodness. It's the kingdom of righteousness. It's the kingdom of peace and joy. And that is something that Jesus has already done. I love it. Rome 6, 4, we talk about baptisms. We're going to do some again tomorrow. It says, the kingdom of God has come near. How near? How near is the king today? It says that we actually get baptized into him. That's really close. This, the Bible tells us that when we put our faith in God, our spirit and Jesus' spirit become one. The king, the reign, the rule of God is so near. Jesus says, it's actually in you. And you and I can have a new heart. In Romans 6, 4, it says, we were therefore buried with Jesus through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. You can live a new life. Come on, man. This is, this is like, okay. I I just want to say, this is what the world needs to know. And then, you know, what hit me. I'm like, no, man, this is what we need to know. Are you living a new life? Are you living in the kingdom of Jesus Christ? Is he the king of your heart? Is he the one who actually calls the shots and you follow him? The scriptures tell us just as you received Christ Jesus as 
Lord. That's what it is. And I tell you, that's why I was so excited for Audrey because I could see that she was now, as she said, I'm finally making Jesus the center of my life. I'm submitting my life to him. He, she finally let Jesus be the king. <laughs> Man, I'm telling you. And when you do, there's new life for everyone. Romans 8, 11 says, and if the spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you. He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because his spirit lives in you. Hey, follower of Jesus, believer in Jesus, are you experiencing the spirit who rose Jesus from the dead? And is he living in you? Are you submitted to him? Are you following him? Are you obeying him? Or are you doing whatever you want to do? Again, the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking. The kingdom of God, the reign of God, the rule of God is a matter of righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Spirit. The greatest news that Jesus had for us is that heaven has broken into earth. Now, do we experience it fully here? No. We taste it. We have, another way the Bible has said is that we've been given an inheritance, guaranteeing what is to come. The future glory of the kingdom is awaiting us, but we still have it now. Is, is the world going to get perfect? No. It's always going to be painful here. There's always going to be brokenness here. You're always going to struggle with sin here. That's the reality. And yet, in the midst of this broken world, heaven has broken through. And Jesus lives in you. That's the good news. And you don't have to wait for it. So, how do you do it? How do you enter the kingdom of God? Well, here, here's the truth. <laughs> Most of us don't want a king. Okay, no, I, I, I lied. Nobody wants a king. Nobody does. Every human being wants to be their own king. We all want to run our lives. We all want to do what we think is right. We all want to do what we want to do. We want to call the shots. There's this horrible scripture in the Old Testament where it says, each one did what was right in their own eyes. You know what the result was? Chaos. Total chaos. You know why the world's messed up? Because everybody's doing what they think is right in their own eyes. Instead of submitting to the king of righteousness, the one who knows what is right, and when we do that, but I'm telling you, we don't want to do it. So here's what Jesus said in John 3. He said this, I tell you the truth. Unless you are born again, you cannot see it. You cannot see the kingdom of God. You can't even see the way of God. 
In fact, the, the, the scripture tells us again, why? Because the enemy has blinded us. You guys, the world all around us does not want to follow the way of Jesus. It doesn't want to. They can't see. And Jesus just said, I gotta tell you, true, I truly, I tell you this. If you're ever gonna actually even be able to see it, which means understand it at all, he goes, you're actually gonna have to be born again. You're going to have to have something happen inside of you. So can I, I just want to say, if any of you are here tonight or if any of you guys are watching online and you don't know the way of God, you don't know the righteousness or the peace or the joy, here's, here's some good news. Jesus is saying, you can't figure it out. You will never be able to do it on your own. You actually have to have something happen to you then you'll see it. And so, what do you mean, exclaimed Nicodemus? How can an old man get back into his mother's womb and be born again? And Jesus said, I assure you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water, which is the cleansing and the forgiveness of all of your sin and the spirit. Humans can reproduce only human life, but the Holy Spirit gives birth to spiritual life. How do you enter the kingdom of God where now all of a sudden he is the one who's running your life? You got to have a new heart. And what's that mean? In John chapter one, it said this, to all who believed Jesus and received him, he gave the right to become children of God. They are reborn, not with a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. If you will believe in him, and you guys, this word believe, it, it, it's a, the word for faith. It means to trust. In other words, to believe in Jesus means to say, I believe and trust you to be my king. I am not gonna, I've been calling the shots. I've been doing what I wanna do. No more. I'm going to believe and I'm going to receive you into my life. And here's the deal, you guys. If you receive Jesus, he only comes as one thing, the king, because that's who he is. And if you receive him, though, then he will give you this new life. He said it in Mark 1, the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. Repent and believe the good news. So, band, come on up. What does it mean to repent? Repent literally means to change your mind. You have to change the way you think. Now, listen, this is Jesus. This isn't me. This isn't what I think is right. This is literally what Jesus is saying to every one of us today. The kingdom of God, the reign of God, the way of God is right here. Because all you have to do is change your mind. Turn your life around. Quit being your own king. Quit making anything else king. You guys, if the good news is the kingdom of God is here, then the bad news is anything else being king. So will you turn? Turn to him and believe, he said. Repent. 
and believe, put your trust in the good news. And when we surrender and say, Jesus, my life's a mess. It's going down the wrong path, as, as, as Audrey said. If any of you in this room today will just say, Jesus, I confess to you, you have not been my king. I'm doing whatever I want to do. He says, I love you. I'll forgive you. Just turn to me and trust me as your king. And you will receive eternal life. You will receive the kingdom of God. And last thing I want to say is I think there's a lot of Audrey's in the room. I bet you, I told Susie, I go, come on, you guys. Is there anybody in here right now who's perfectly living as Jesus as the king of your life in every area of your life? <laughs> Probably not. And here's what I want to tell you. Every one of us who are followers of Jesus, today is a day, too, where maybe you and I need to do what Audrey did, where she repented. She turned away. She left the relationships. She left those things and she turned back to God and said, Jesus, I want you to be the king of my life. And look what happened. Peace and joy. The other thing she told me, which is so true, she goes, she goes I'm initiating way more than I ever had before. She goes, I used to be so passive. She goes, but now that I've given my life to Jesus, she goes, I'm just, I'm doing things. You know why? Because Jesus told us my father's always at work. And so as soon as you give your life to Jesus, you know what happens? You get engaged. You don't sit around anymore. You get engaged in bringing the kingdom to earth. And for some of you here today who literally are his children, you too need to repent and trust him again. Confess what's truly your king. Move it out of your life. Tell Jesus today, I want righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. And that's when Jesus is my king. All right, let's pray. Father, I just lift up all of us here today. I ask that your spirit would speak clearly to each person. And Lord, if there's anyone here today who just needs to say to you, Jesus, you've not been my king. My life shows it. My joy is gone, my peace. I'm striving, I'm not walking in your ways. But I want to turn. I want to repent and believe and trust you again. Jesus, come and be the king of my life. And while we're just praying, I just feel like if any of you, I just want to pray for you real quick. If any of you are today just saying, you know what? That's me, man. I have not been following Jesus. And today I'm turning back and I'm making him the king of my life. Would you just raise your hand real quick just as a declaration that that's something you're going to do for Jesus so I can pray for you? Father, for every hand, for every person, even who didn't raise their hand, who's turning to you. Oh Lord, fill them with your spirit. Make things right. Give them your peace. Give them your joy. Bring heaven to earth. May your will be done in their life here on earth as it is in heaven. We praise you, Jesus, that you want to do that 
in each one of us. We praise you that you want to give us eternal life now. Have your way with us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, man, let's stand up. And this song is just lifting Jesus up as the king, as the one who makes things right, as the one who changes our life. So let's worship him and unite our hearts with him and be filled with him. Let's worship.